like that. Blah, 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 scene two, action. The podcaster's way. It is the, I'm writing a book called The Podcaster's Way. Yes. Can I do the forward? Yes. Forward? Forward? Forward. Right. Well, I want to write that, the intro. I don't know. I'll just write notes in the margins. Can I just write? Yeah, we'll publish like, it that I was way. there for that. Right. <laughs> it's create. It's a new way of reading. Yes. It's, yes. it's experimental it literature. Is. What are we writing again? I don't know. A book. I'm Shelby Sweeterman. And I'm Sam Frontera. It's the rom-complex. <laughs> one, two, one, two, three, four. We are. Which is called. I thought you were going to say it. <laughs> I, thought, I thought we had like a Are little... we going to do like a, oh, we're going to say it at the same time? Oh, like no, a... I thought, I, thought oh, oh. I was like throwing it over oh, to oh. you. <laughs> we have to learn our, our. I guess maybe we should talk for a little club. bit first. <laughs> I mean, we can just talk. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, let's get into it. We are starting our podcast we're setting the tone for our podcast and what's it called shelby the rom complex Ooh, you said that's so sultry there's so yeah. much like the rom the rom the welcome. complex welcome to the rom complex it's, it's not what you think it is. asmr <laughs> yeah it is are <laughs> you with me every podcast is an asmr <laughs> podcast <laughs> yes we just no absolutely not because it's sort of like an orgasm <laughs> What I understand, people are seeking an out. auditory but it's like, <laughs> orgasm, but it's like not an orgasm, if you will. Sexual, I guess. Yeah, an unsexual orgasm. Who wants that? I don't know. People, I guess. Is that what happiness is, Sam? <laughs> Tell me how I to be happy. You know, I think that's what this podcast is for, though. It's for us to explore how to be happy. how to be happy because <laughs> we're both unhappy. No, I, uh, <laughs> hey, we're both doing okay. We're both chugging along. The concept is this. We love romance movies. Yes. TV shows. Just romance. Just I think, romance. in general. Yes. Just um, romance in television and film. Yeah. And Maybe books. even books. Yeah. yeah 100% books. Seriously. <laughs> Act like we've never read fan fiction. <laughs> Please. Who do you think we are? We're clearly obsessed with romance. We are <laughs> obsessed with romance. The good, the bad, the, the lifetime. The like it's all yeah. there. <laughs> but uh but yeah, you know, I love rom coms or romantic all romance movies. You love I do. Rom-coms. And yet I am aware that everything in them is bullshit. <laughs> 
It's just wrong. It's trash. It's all just trash. And we have been conditioned to believe that these things are cute and romantic. And that's how love is found. And yeah. And it's fake. It's wrong. It's all wrong. It's kind of messed us up a little bit. And we're going to talk about exactly how. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, it can't. we can't blame it all on the rom-coms. We like, can't. There's no, some, also right. something broken inside of me. <laughs> I was never held as a child. No. <laughs> so many things. Um, no, you're right. That's not the only reason we're broken. Right. But it is. But it's a pretty big it's part. It's a contributor. And I think it also is like, it's a symptom and a cause, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's you're like, right. It's a symptom of our broken, our world's broken understanding of like love. love. But yeah, this whole this whole idea of now when I watch rom coms as like a divorced lady, <laughs> look, I lived it. Yeah. I lived it, and it's not real. Um, I you got like, hate watch. No, it's not sometimes that, but it, it's just sometimes I'll watch it. Whereas I used to be like, oh, it's so cute. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Now I watch it. I'm like, that's not what love is. That's not real. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yes. If I have to like yell at another character in a movie while I'm watching it being like, that's not real love. Right. I'll He's stalking get out. you. Yeah. I'll get kicked out of another AMC and I can't afford <laughs> Can't afford to get kicked out of another one. You've okay. gone through I've all gone. three of them in, Bur- in that it. Burbank mall. Like, <laughs> isn't there like three right next to each other? I think so. There's so many. There's so many that are close to each other. Yeah. I can't get kicked out of another one, okay? <laughs> you need, it's yeah. the truth. I mean, it is the symptom, and it's also the cause, because it started so young. Right. So, so young. We were infants and we learned all this we started watching movies that told us these things and then it just kept growing until it was this huge huge like monster creature yeah that we couldn't keep in a box anymore it was too large it's just hanging on our shoulders now licking our face is it i don't you don't feel that (laughs) i mean i see i see it i'm looking at you right now get it off (laughs) no no Uh, yeah, so uh, we watch, but I still watch them. I, I can't oh, yeah. stop. I cannot stop. I the the worse they are, the better. Frankly, the the more outrageous, the more ridiculous, or the more just like full of tropes and like just gimmicks and things that like are so common in all of these things. I'm like, yeah, give it to me. Like I want all of these things. <laughs> yeah, serious. Like like the uh, uh, the meat cute. Yes. The chance encounter. Yes. The almost getting married, but then remembering your first love, love or mm-hmm. something. Like, there's so many movies where, like, someone's engaged, and yeah. then they, they hook back up with their old, their, like, And then old you're, flame. like, not supposed to be mad at them. Right. Like, you're supposed to be like, oh, no, but she was in love with, what's his name, the whole time. And it's like, Patrick Dempsey, you poor boy. You yeah. can't, can't marry Reese Witherspoon, so I guess you're just kicked to the curb. I love this because there's, like, half of the time it's, like, it's like the relationship was perfectly fine, yeah. and like, and which is like, it, it's totally fine to leave right. a relationship even if nothing's like wrong, super wrong. Right. Yeah, if, if it's not what you want. 
But it's like we're supposed to be like, oh, she straight up cheated on him and we're not supposed to care. Or the other half of the time, it's like, why were you with that guy? He's horrible to you. Or if like, I'm just literally just thinking of Sweet Home Alabama because I made the reference three seconds ago. Uh You have Patrick Dempsey who's like, this rich guy, son of a politician, or he is a politician, don't remember. Um, and his mother's like, she's horrible, and he always defends her to his, his mother. She's perfect, blah, blah, blah. He's madly in love with her. She's madly in love with him. And she goes for this, like, dysfunctional-ass relationship with, yeah. like, the first boy she ever loved. And I'm like, but what? Like, how is that? <laughs> it's sending a message. Why? So that you guys can yell at each other and be yeah. angry all the time? Like, that doesn't sound Because it's passion. Fun. I mean, that's, like, the, the thing that they're oh saying is that passion means yelling. Yeah. And that's important. <laughs> yeah. If you don't, if, if you're yelling at someone, it means you care about them. And it's, like, that's a or, fucked up message to send <laughs> right. people. Or if he's yelling at you, get the fuck out. Right. It's probably a bad idea. I don't know, man. Doesn't I sound don't safe. Know. <laughs> Call someone. Sure, love isn't easy all the time. Right. People get mad. People have fights. Yeah. But if that's your mode of communication, <laughs> then it's probably not healthy. Mm mm. But as a tween, I thought, oh my God, they're madly in love. I was like, the whole time, I was like, fuck Patrick Dempsey. He's horrible. Seriously. He's a perfectly nice man who, like, was madly in love with this woman. There, that was literally it. Like, he, had, there were no real problems with him. Okay, but did he make glass out of lightning on the beach? <laughs> like, that's the real question. He did not. And that's why he deserves to live an unfulfilled, unhappy life. Yeah. I forgot about that. That's always great. <laughs> That's the only thing I remember about that Dakota movie. Dakota Fanning's in that movie. What? She plays Baby Reese Witherspoon in the oh, very beginning. That's so cute. Yeah. Dakota. Yeah. Shout um, out to Dakota. <laughs> hey, where are you? Where are you? <laughs> Come to our podcast. Right. <laughs> so we're for this first episode, we're gonna talk about first love. Yes. And just like the earliest or like kind of thinking back to like a formative movie for you or yes. something that yes you remember from earlier in your childhood that kind of set the tone for this consumption (laughs) of this unhealthy consumption of romance. (laughs) Unhealthy consumption. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it is. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear it. Yeah. Okay. So in preparing for today, I like picked my movie, which I think I told you about. I'm picking a walk to remember. Yeah. Um, Mandy Moore, Shane West, circa 2002. And I thought the year was very important to elaborate on. So I started Googling because I was like, what, what was going on in 2002? Mm. Like what, let's, let's remember what life was like in 2002. (laughs) So in the year 2002, just to, to, I had to put this in reference for myself. I was like, when I first watched this movie, I was like, a tween, right? I was in middle school or something. Mm-hmm. No, I was in the fifth grade. <laughs> I was 11 years old uh-huh. because I was born in 1991. Congratulations. Uh-huh. Everyone knows how old I am. Yeah, they're um, going to find you now. Everybody knows. <laughs> um, so I was 11 when this movie came out and I was in the fifth grade. Um, and I actually wrote down some stuff that was like popular in those days. Oh, um, hell yeah. So I just want to let you know. George W. Bush was president at the time that this movie came out. In case you were confused. Um, The song Beautiful by Christina Aguilera was like all up on the radio because that album, Stripped, had just come out. 
Also, really popular songs, Complicated by Avril Lavigne. Mm-hmm. Also, we should do a very special, like, music-based one, because that song can kind of fuck you up, too. Yeah, we'll like, add guy, it to the, the list. Guy, the guy in that song, whoever she was talking about, he was somebody else around everyone else. Yeah. Watching his back like he can't relax. Mm-hmm. I mean... You're trying to be would, cool? You look like a fool to me, honestly. Um, <laughs> and also, Britney Spears is Slay For You, so just to set that scene... <laughs> What a so, year. So 2002 was a year. Um, and then I wanted to take you guys back to like Sam in 2002. So I was in the fifth grade. Um, I <laughs> was friends with a girl and I would go home with her after school instead of going to like my after school program. And her mom would make us sandwiches and we would watch One Life to Live in General <laughs> Hospital. I'm not even kidding. Fifth grade Sam was watching straight up soap operas. Uh, yes. So I think you can already tell that like I was prime and ready for this movie. Like this girl really wanted romance. And like the subject matter in A Walk to Remember versus like One Life to Live or General Hospital. Very less sexual. Like not <laughs> not at all. A like, Walk to Remember is not a super sexual no, movie. No, it's not. Thank God. Um, I should not have been watching those <laughs> other things at 11 years old. It's probably bad. Um, I was also wearing a lot of scrunchies, a lot of Tommy Hilfiger, and jean skorts were a thing that I used to wear to school a lot. And I wasn't Mm. allowed to shave, so I had very hairy legs and jean skorts. So, um, Dude, skorts. Skorts. Like, legit skorts. Hell yeah. Yeah, because we, like, kind of had a uniform dress code at school, but then also they didn't really care. So it was, like, half uniform, half just wear what you want kind of thing. Okay. Like, top uh, half, bottom half yeah, kind of thing? Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> like, jeans with a polo shirt. Like, why not? Okay. I guess. It was just cash. It was, it was like, you know. Honestly, Casual knows? Friday at the office. I don't office. think they even knew what uniforms were. I think they were confused to the topic. So they were just like, yeah, just kind of wear stuff. Who knows? I was Your school from a, sounds great. It was. It was amazing. The principal loved me. Um, I was famous in my elementary school. I was such a teacher's pet that all the teachers like basically let me get away with anything I wanted. It was nice. great. Um, so anyway, now that we've set the scene, um, I guess maybe explaining a little bit of the movie in case, you know, people haven't seen it. And if you haven't seen it, where have you been? This is the best movie ever. <laughs> It's Literally. on. It's on Hulu, Hulu right now. Yeah, yeah it's definitely on Hulu. Hulu. Um, it is about a guy and a girl, a guy who's like kind of dangerous, kind of misunderstood, doesn't really care about anything, hangs out with a group of, I don't know why, the, just the word ruffians is the only <laughs> word that's coming to mind, but like some bad <laughs> Because you, you live in the 50s Yeah, now. I guess. Just a bunch of, a ragtag group of misfits. <laughs> um, and um, he gets in trouble at the very beginning of the movie because they force this kid to jump off of this like huge, like, I don't know what it was like a tower into yeah, a into lake, like a retention pond, yeah. like not even a <laughs> lake, not even a lake. And he ends up like hitting this metal thing, busting his head. He's like unconscious, and this Landon, sorry, the main character's name is Landon, is the only is. one left around when the cops come. So he gets in trouble. He has to do all this community service, and then in his community service, he meets the female protagonist of the movie uh jamie sullivan who is the preacher's daughter this very mild and meek very like frumpily dressed and by frumpy i mean she just wears long skirts like 
Yeah. She looked fine. And sweaters like that. And like her hair. I mean, her hair was trash. It wasn't really cute. <laughs> it was like always like, and she was like really pale. Like, I mean, it makes sense with the context of the movie, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Because she has cancer, y'all. <laughs> Sorry, spoiler. Fine, though. When I think of like what I was wearing, pro- it, circa 2002, <laughs> it was 100 yeah. percent like Walmart clothes. Oh so. yeah. <laughs> so like yeah, she was at least like, you know, being feminine, I guess, with her long skirts and her little sweaters. But that was like the whole purpose is that the the cool kids used to make fun of her sweaters, and mm-hmm. she was cool. So then they start hanging out because of the community service nonsense and then um he falls in love with her she falls in love with him even though she says very specifically don't fall in love with me he does anyway because she's got a little secret she has a little secret she has leukemia and you find it and i just just like a pot because i know i'm doing the synopsis but i just have to pause and say i remember watching that movie for the first time i remember where i was I was at a movie theater and (laughs) (laughs) I just remember that like bombshell of a moment where she tells him she has leukemia and she's like, I'm going to die. And he's like, no, you're not. And she's like, yes, I am. It's happening. And I just remember sobbing my freaking eyes out because like, oh my gosh, what? Like, it's Mandy Moore. Mandy Moore can't die. What Who you did you go see this movie with? My mom. Aww. Yeah. I used to make my mom. We had this really shitty movie theater in our um, hometown that only had like seven screens. Like there were only like a few and it was like, and everything always smelled. Everything was always sticky. But like when you walked <laughs> in, it was like this really cool display that was like mirrored, like a mirrored ceiling and it had like mo- old movie posters like everywhere. Like coming in oh. was really cool. It was a regal. Technically, it was, like, a regal from the early 2000s, so it was, yeah. like, trashy. Um, and so it had all the movie posters, and, like, the entrance was really cool, but the movie theaters were always really gross. So. <laughs> and then you realize it's sticky. Yeah. You're, like, you walk you're, in, you're like, you and have you're, that like, sound. appreciating uh, the mirrors, you're yeah. appreciating the posters, yep. and then you can't move your feet. <laughs> exactly. It was tragic. Um, yeah, so anyway, I remember sobbing my eyes out because what a freaking twist, man. Like, yeah. Usually like, you go to a romance movie, you don't expect someone to say, I'm dying. I think, through. like, honestly, a walk to remember is like the very beginning of like that sick, like, sick movies. Oh, like, yeah. you know, you think of like Fault in Our Stars or like uh, Five Feet Apart. Like, yeah. both of those movies have to do with sick kids, and you're like, this wasn't really a thing. But, you know, Nicholas Sparks wanted to make it a thing. He so made it he a thing. Made he it made a, a subgenre. Oh, yeah. He start, He was like the, the pioneer of the sick kid movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and she has cancer. And uh, they get married. And then she <laughs> dies. And then he goes to medical school. And we don't know what happens to him after that. But we know that he still feels Jamie's love because it's like the wind. He can't see it, but he can feel it. So uh, so beautiful. So poetic. I remember just thinking, oh, God, can't I have a love like that? <laughs> but then. <laughs> yeah, tell me about this, how this turns around. Because, like, <laughs> it's one of those things that, like, I think it's definitely a thing that happens to me a lot recently is, like, you watch something again if you, after you haven't seen it in forever. And you're like, oh, this is this is bad. Like these are not (laughs) good things. So it's like, it has a lot of like the very like tropey, like romance things, right? It's like the bad boy who's reformed by his love for 
this good, wholehearted, virginal, beautiful, like right. whatever girl. Like so she's the only one that can change him. Um, and I think that's where a lot of women get the idea of like, he's a bad boy, but like he could change for me. Like Yeah, but like uh, <laughs> we've we've discussed this. <laughs> we're not Jamie Sullivan in that <laughs> movie. Not. She's She's literally perfect. She's there's none. the most perfect person in the. There's literally there's no human alive aside exactly. from actual Mandy Moore herself. <laughs> like I think the only absolute perfect angel is actual Mandy right. Moore. Yeah, because she there's she doesn't ever have a bad. She doesn't ever do anything mean. No, wrong, angry. Like in any even way. Like, well, like <laughs> even when she does the thing where she like kicks him out, like when she's kind of mad at him. Like yeah. even that, you're like. Ah, she has a lid on it. Cause like I would be like, Are you kidding me? No, she never gets like dirty. She yeah. stays clean the whole time. And that's because she's a character, not a real person. <laughs> because no one's actually like that. No, those people don't exist. And the, at all. But but Landon gets to go through this whole like transformative, like, trans- yeah. like I've reformed my ways and like he's going to medical school. Like he is that guy from high school that was like an absolute dick and then you see him like 10 years after you graduate and he's giving ted talks (laughs) yes and he has like a beautiful wife and like one child and they're like perfect on second on the web right yeah i know (laughs) oh my god and she has a career and he's supportive of her like Mm -hmm. i don't know it's just like it's that crazy idea of like it was this one woman who literally like allowed him to have the perfect life and right. it's just like no one is that girl. If anything, we are the girl from the beginning. What was her name? Like Miranda. Belinda. Belinda. Belinda is his girl. His like girlfriend. That he breaks up or he's, he, he. They're broken, broken up, up when the movie in the starts. very beginning. Even though Belinda is clearly still head over heels for Landon, and I'm like, that is me. I am that girl. And like I remember watching it as a younger person. I'm like, oh, because she's the one that ends up like doing Jamie dirty and like uh, does this like bad poster of her. Yeah, she bullies her and she's super mean to this like perfect angel human. And like, I'm like, oh, she's horrible. She's a horrible person. And and then you watch it again and you're like, oh... Like, I wouldn't go so far as to, like, make a poster of a girl and, like, bully her like that. But, yeah. like, I probably was still would do some shady shit if right. I felt like the guy that I was, like, but he could have changed for me didn't change for me. Especially you know when I mean? we were teenagers. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> and also, no one in that movie is believably a teenager. A teenager. Except maybe <laughs> more, because she, she was. Yeah. I think I read something that like they shot that movie in 39 days and it was really hard because Mandy Moore could only work 10 hour days because she was a minor. Yeah. So they had to shoot. They was like a super quick turnaround, but she was only able to be on set for 10 hours a day, whereas everybody else was like an old adult and they could do whatever they wanted, which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, do it should maybe we should have mandatory, you know, Maybe we shouldn't let ourselves work more than 10 hours a day. Maybe, Maybe we should be like children. And <laughs> I'm just like, I'm working work a lot tomorrow, of overtime like, right yeah. now. And I'm like podcasting and doing all this creative stuff on the side. I'm like, I work, I work 16 hours <laughs> <Yay>. a day. <laughs> but that's like the life of a creative person, isn't it? Like that's what sucks. People think that like, oh, you're, you're creative. You're artsy. You don't like you don't do anything you just just like yeah you're just like super like whatever right live your life but then it's like we're out here hustling hustling (laughs) or like when you actually book a job it's like not an easy job it's like your your heart and soul is like being 
ripped from your chest for 16 hours a day and you're like god damn it I don't have any time to like relax or chill or yeah. whatever the listeners have to know we are not having fun right we are now not this having fun this is the worst <laughs> thing I've ever decided to do why <laughs> outside of podcasting Sam and I don't talk to each other at we're, all we're, we're not, not friends. friends we don't sit and ponder romantic movies while we're just in each other's company all the time we've never gone and seen a movie together the last week <laughs> that, that was horrible sense. but we loved it the whole time <laughs> never never, never done do that, that. <laughs> this is work this yes, is job we're so co-workers weird. we um, don't we don't get paid for this <laughs> we didn't get paid for anything i can't believe they shot us. it in 39 days 39 days right like that's absolutely crazy and they shot at the same high school location as Dawson's Creek oh, yeah wow. talk about romance <laughs> you want to talk about fucked up romance we can get I could talk for hours about how shitty Dawson's Creek oh Pacey Pacey's <laughs> the only good character on that show everyone else can suck it uh, Dawson horrible he's a horrible <laughs> person he does not love Joey anyway do I you, <laughs> do you have any like specific things you remember uh that like relating to a walk term or just the idea that you can fix somebody like that. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Like, okay, literally every relationship I've tried to get into. So like, here's my thing. I think we've talked about this before. I've never been in like a legitimate relationship that has lasted longer than, I always say six months, but really it's like lower than that. It's like <laughs> four months, uh-huh. like honestly. So like every time I like meet someone I immediately it's like I always pick the project I always pick first of all I always pick the one that doesn't want to date me so like I Mm. remember um in high school specifically I was like in love with someone and we're not gonna say who because like maybe this podcast will blow up and he'll hear it one day and I don't want to like put his name on blast (laughs) um madly in love we were like really really good friends and like and I, I think of Belinda a lot when I think of this um, relationship because it's like that coy kind of like she used the friendship pretense to be like, oh, but like we should hang out or like we yeah. should do things. It's like that whole idea of like, oh, I'm not. I mean, unless you want to. I'm not, I'm, oh. I'm, no, no, we're fr- no, we're friends. No, no, no. It's fine. I'm not interested. But like I'm if just... you wanted, <laughs> but like if you were into it, I'd be into it, you know. So, like, that whole idea of, like, trying really, really hard to be, like, oh, like, hang out with me. Let's, oh, we're going to watch a movie. Let's cuddle. Let's, like, get under a blanket and, like, be super cute and things like that. And so he was, like, very clearly not interested in me. But I just, like, kept going. I was, like, no, you will be interested in me. We are going to make this happen. And (laughs) it never worked. And it actually turned out that he started dating my cousin. Oh, my God. Behind my back. So I guess my cousin was Jamie Sullivan. They're not together at all. They don't talk uh, anymore. We're still friends. So I, I assume this was years. This years was very, years ago. very long, very long ago. Um, I was in high school. I was like 15. Yeah. So about Jamie Sullivan's age. And I don't know how old they were in that movie. I think they were seniors yeah. or juniors or some crazy nonsense like that. But like um, I do, I do think that like now as an adult, I can point back an adult um now I can point back to that time when I was just like I was that Belinda I was that girl that was like so like focused on one person and being like no I can make this happen I can make 
him love me but yeah it didn't work but i like how i like how belinda is the relatable character in that movie 100 percent, because she's flawed and she gets better like because yeah know, she bullies jamie and then at the end she kind of like yeah, apologizes right, she for it she's like i'm sorry after she finds out she's like dying of cancer <laughs> yeah but that's it's because jamie's not relatable in right. any way at because all. she's so perfect at all like yeah but belinda is so yes. it's like i can see you're 100%. like 100 like can, can associate can associate yourself with that more yeah. than like this the main the dying. angel character <laughs> Like, but then at the same time, it's like, cause I'm the type of person that like goes into my head a lot. So like at the time I was probably like, at the time I was Belinda, but like I wanted to be Jamie. You know what I mean? Like in my brain, I was like, maybe he'll take me to a cemetery and we'll look at the stars. Like that's what I wanted. (laughs) So romantic. (laughs) I would never say I'm terrified of ghosts or the idea of ghosts or dead people, frankly. And I would never go to a cemetery. This is why we don't have a horror movie podcast. We're talking about God. (laughs) I mean, but it's kind of horrific what it's done. No. Um, (laughs) But yeah, like I, you know, at the time, like because I was so young and naive, it was like, oh no, I'm, I'm this girl. Like he is going to change for me. Like, you know what I mean? You always want to be, it's like. He's going to change his mind. Yeah. And see me as like, now I'm the lead character. Like now I'm the ingenue. I'm the love interest. But I never got to be the love interest. I just had to let the love interest go with his dying girlfriend off into the sunset. (laughs) and slash your cousin slash my cousin <laughs> she who is still alive um thank not goodness. dead yeah um but yeah I think it's crazy to think that like you know we we put these I, we're like oh we're like the main character in our love stories right but then at the same time you like you're like but sometimes you're just like the supporting role in somebody else seriously yeah so and profound I- <laughs> put that on a t-shirt right <laughs> I feel like maybe I've heard it before. I, no, you heard it here first. <laughs> okay, you're right. You uh, probably came me. up with that. It's always me. I'm first. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, so that's pretty much yeah, what I Yeah, Walk to have. Remember is, is a good one. I didn't, I remember seeing the commercials and stuff for it. Yeah. Back in 2002. 2002. But I didn't see it. I didn't ever see it until this year I that's watched right. it. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, for the first time when it was on Hulu. <laughs> Yeah, and you can hear me talking about it on a different podcast. Yeah, you can. You can hear me on that same episode of that yeah, podcast. That's it's how this podcast was born. Honestly, this might come out before that one, who so knows? who even knows? Uh, <laughs> I I love that. I when I think about watching like romantic movies, romantic comedies, right. I always think back like. I would have these kind of pseudo girls nights with my mom and grandma. Cute. Like after we all moved to Florida, which was, I moved to Florida in 1999. I was, when I was a kid. Um, Cause I'm like, I'm like a year older than you. So listeners do the math. She told you when she was born, do the math. I'm a year older. Okay. (laughs) Inbox us, put it on Twitter. You don't know who we are on Twitter, but find it, put it on Twitter. How old is Shelby? Yeah. (laughs) Hashtag how old is Shelby? (laughs) Oh, yeah. The, please do a hashtag with my age. <laughs> That's a perfect uh, thing when you live in L.A. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Everyone we wants love to know it. exactly how old exactly you are. Exactly how old. Uh, but one of the earliest movies I remember watching at one of those girls' nights, just my grandma had it. Right. Um, was Serendipity I with John Cusack it. and John Kate Cus- Beck and Sale. 
that's who uh, I was literally on my way here and I was like but who's the lady in that movie and I was like I know her like I could see her face very clearly but I was like what is her name she's the underworld she's Pete Davidson's girlfriend not anymore oh damn it they just broke up god damn it Pete (laughs) why do you keep throwing away these beautiful women I think well what I okay honestly because I was looking I was looking up stuff about this movie right and and like I found a bunch of articles that were like, oh, Kate Beckinsale and Pete Davidson broke up or whatever. And I was like, okay, I'll bite. <laughs> I was like, I <laughs> okay, you I'll, got me. I'll look at it. And they're like, yeah, the age difference wasn't a problem for them, apparently. The 20-year age difference. They didn't care. Um, which, Good whatever. Live your life. Um, yeah. I can barely imagine dating a 25-year-old at this point in my life, so I don't, I can't imagine what she was doing. But I guess it was like mostly she had a problem with how public he was. Oh. Yeah. Like his, 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 he has such a public persona and such well, a public Well, yeah, he did it Ariana Grande. Yeah. Everyone's so curious now. They're like, right. who is this boy? Uh-huh. So she was like not into that from what I understand. I guess. Yeah, because she's not a very public I person, think. I don't think. Yeah. She's I don't like- even remember what the last movie, or she's on that, doesn't she do a show on Amazon? The Widow? The Widow. That's I didn't. Most I haven't watched product. it. I have not watched I it either, right. but I know I've seen the face. I yeah, um, I just rewatched Serendipity yes. today. <laughs> I love. It. I was thinking back to those times because there were a, there were a few movies I remember watching with my yeah. mom, grandma. Sliding Doors is a oh good. Oh my god, one. yes, Gwyneth Paltrow, get it. Um, we always thought about watching Under the Tuscan Sun, but never actually watched it. <laughs> you, it was like always that one of you when you have the two DVDs. You're like, yeah. which one are we watching? And Under the Tuscan Sun was probably always in the running, but yeah. like no one ever exactly. picked it. Exactly. <laughs> that is exactly what happened. We picked like or Notting a Hill or something. Yeah. But Serendipity, I remember watching it and then being like, I want to watch that again. Like, and this movie came out in 2001. So I oh was, my God. Yay. yeah, I was like you know, 11, mm-hmm. you know? So that's it, you know? Okay, do the math. So they- do the math. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> I don't want to tell you how old I am now. Just do the math. Um, I remember watching this movie and just being like, you're a kid. Imagine being a kid watching this. And it's all about fate yes. and destiny. Oh, my God. And how, like, oh, if we're destined to meet again, then we will. If we're oh destined God. to meet again, then you write your name and number on this $5 bill. And yep. if I find it, then I'm destined to call you. All that. And there's so many people in this movie telling the the main characters, like, that's, no, Stupid. not how life works. Yeah. Um, but when you're a kid, you don't hear that part. You yeah, just hear- you're just like, magic, 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 <laughs> magic, magic. So there is so many things. Okay, so this movie is about John Cusack and Kate Beckinsale. Yes. They meet by chance in uh, Bloomingdale's looking for Christmas right. presents. Yes. They both grab the same gloves. And then someone, some other guy comes and tries to grab the gloves and John Cusack and Kate Beckinsale are forced to improvise an excuse together for why they improv. should get, they basically improv a scene together. Oh my God. And, and this I is, don't remember that. And it's I such a it. common thing where it's like, oh, in romantic comedy, yes. the number one indicator that a couple's going to end up together is like their ability to riff with each other, yes. which is like, yeah, I get it. Chemistry, but that's not always how like life interactions work <laughs> but I guess for movies it I don't has think to be I've ever been in a situation where I've been like hey stranger improv with me so this guy can't buy my gloves like that's never happened to me before I know well I've, I've been honestly, alive a long time it's happened more now 
<laughs> that I've that I live in LA. Obviously, because it only happens it, in LA. Yeah. Um. I just you know I'm going to a lot of cafes where the people working are clearly. And this one guy just like did improv with me well, and right. I'm not dating him and anymore. So, yeah. I just I, it couldn't work. It couldn't work. You know. He made he made a six figure it's salary, also but like you the- know it just didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I like eight figures. Anyway, um, yeah, eight figures, and he has to be able to improv because you know everyone loves improvise. The sexiest thing, especially is super rich people who can improvise. Obviously, um, oh my gosh, yeah. Um, but but a, then they have this like amazing. They they okay. So then they go to a cafe to like, right. you know, they both are dating other people. Obviously. So that's like they go to the cafe and that's the end of it. John Cusack is like, but this was amazing. Like, I want to. What if I want to see you again? Like, this is great. Right. Um, and she's like, oh, you know, but we're. It's just not meant to be. Whatever. She doesn't even tell him her name. Right. Um. And she's like, well, if we see each other again, then I guess the the universe, you know, wants us to want us together. Um, which is like. When you're watching that, like, out of context, it's just like, oh, she just doesn't want to see that guy again. A hundred percent. I was literally just going to say that. That was just like the, oh, yeah, like, if the world wants us, bye. Right. <laughs> like, you, I can imagine, dude, of just, like, being like, oh I'm just going to have a whatever casual time with, like, a person. With this person. And then just be like, bye, I'm never going to see you again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, no. They both leave something at the cafe and go back to get it at the same time. So they end up running into each other again. again right. Immediately. And so John it's Cusack. Fake. Yeah. John Cusack is like, well, you want to go do something? So they have just like this amazing spending the day together. Where it's in New York, right? Yeah. Is that where it takes place? Okay. Yeah. And they're just guiltlessly spending the day. Even though they're both dating other people, they're just all into it. Um, first of all, they're supposed to be like in their twenties in this. Like, like I think he's supposed to be like twenty eight. Okay. Um, but they're like shopping with like Bloomingdale's and stuff. Like, what? You- Lol. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. Maybe it was different in the early two thousands. People had money. Yeah, and this that, that before- would have been the nineties because it's set because there's a seven year oh. time jump. Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, they but had money like, in the nineties. Bill Clinton was president. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Thanks, um, Bill. <laughs> he didn't do anything to our romantic expect expectations at all. Not at all. <laughs> in fact, that I mean, the Bill, Bill and Hillary, much more realistic story than uh, any of the movies we're going to talk about. They're, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> they are the realists, right? <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, they they leave and they they part ways right. with the the whole um, idea that she's gonna put her name and number in a copy of Love in the Time of Cholera and give it to a used bookstore the oh, next day. Yes, he wrote his name and number on a five dollar bill and she went and used it at a little stand. Right, and like there the idea is that okay, if they're destined to be together, they're gonna. Um, you know, find these find things. these things and be able to contact each other, uh, and then they don't. And then the mo- this movie is so basically, you know, even if you haven't seen it, you know exactly what happens. Right. Like obviously, there's like a seven year time jump. They're both engaged. They're both obviously. about to get married. Um, and then and they that but then they can't stop thinking about each other, and they're so they're looking for like this one last chance to maybe. You know, Get out of the relationship that they clearly don't want to be in. It, yes. 100%. <laughs> That's exactly what that is. It's like, hmm, I'm engaged, but I really don't like this guy. What about, what about that random guy I met seven years ago? Seriously. I only spent a couple hours with. No, he sounds like my soul. Yeah. Let's take a break here to talk <laughs> about this whole love at first. First of all, hanging out with someone one time 
maybe it's great. Maybe you have a great time mm-hmm. hanging out with someone. You don't know that person. Yeah. Because people are not the person that they are in a few hour stretch. Like that's not. Especially with a stranger. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's not, you're getting a very like Instagrammed version of a person. Right. It's It's, only the highlights. It's easy to put on an act for a few hours. Exactly. You could straight up lie for a few hours. You can like give yourself extra siblings. You could literally like give yourself a different job and And, they wouldn't know. And they were already so good at improvising in that first scene. (laughs) They got the gloves from the guy so they could have been making shit up to each other. We should write a movie that is literally serendipity except they were lying the whole time. (laughs) Well that's the other thing is she has this whole idea that coincidence is like meaningful and so she's like taking all these signs of like what if he had been terrible but she kept running into him and she's like I guess we're meant to be together the universe (laughs) wants us to get engaged (laughs) and it could have just been nothing (laughs) right um but yeah, love at, the, at love at first sight is like, okay, it's such a romantic idea, especially when you're a kid. You're like, yeah, oh, you yeah. see someone, you have this great first time together. There's so much chemistry and it's, yeah. and you want that and you want to hold on to that forever. And that kind of stuff still affects me, honestly, because me like, too, yeah. I'll get in that way where I'm like, oh, I'm talking to a guy or like I go on a date and I'm like, oh my God, he's perfect. We're in love. We're getting married. It's right. over. And then it's like, oh, and then you like meet him again. You're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> He's really annoying. He does this thing where he like blah, 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 whatever. But like at the time, like I'm the queen of excuses. I'm like, oh, well, maybe he was just tired or like maybe, you yeah, know what I mean? Like, every, like if the first thing was amazing, I like try to hold on to that first thing. I'm like, oh, he's just busy. He's not texting me back because he's busy. It's like, no, bitch. He's yeah. ghosting you. <laughs> he's trash. Let him sit on the curb where he belongs. Right. Like be done with it. But it's this whole idea of like love at first sight where I'm like, I want that meet cute. I want right. that like story. Oh my god, the story. That's like honestly yeah. one of my favorite things to be like, well, how do you all meet? Exactly. Like, I want, want the good story. Yeah. And so if I get the beginnings of a good story, I'm like, oh, I can't let the story go. I must keep, <laughs> I must try. But then when you actually hear stories of people in relationships, they're not like that at absolutely all. not there's something like like we have a friend who like has been with her boyfriend for a long time and she's like yeah our first date was bad exactly but then their second date was good yeah like <laughs> or like people who but just even meet. that's a good story though well you, yeah because it's real yeah but like people who just they meet at work or something yeah. it's not you know and they just start falling for each other yeah. it's, it's not this like i don't know it's not this huge thing but with serendipity they <laughs> he thinks it's they're Thinking about each other for seven years, clearly, even though they go both get engaged to other people. And his horrible people. His fiance is, she seems great. Yeah. Her fiance seems like trash. Like, obviously. He's gross. He plays an oboe or something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, so random. I love it. It's weird, like, kind of new age music. We should make her fiance horrible. What should he do? He should play the oboe. Yeah, the How worst thing they could think. Obnoxious, <laughs> but yeah, but then so they 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 decide uh, seven years later on like the eaves of their wedding. They've already planned all their weddings. He's literally about to get married like within days, <laughs> and they decide to start looking for each other again. Yikes. And then and everyone is talking to them like, look, life's chaos, life's a mess. You know that it doesn't. You know that's you're holding on to something that like you is know is it real? <laughs> and then. 
But then all of the, and when it cuts to her later, uh-huh. she's talking to one of her um, uh, client patients. She's like a counselor. Right. And she's telling this guy, this guy is like, oh, I like this girl walked out of this party. I never talked to her and she would have been my soulmate. And she's like, look, I don't think we should use words like soulmates because, uh, you know, there are many people in this world that you could be happy with. Right. And he's like, do you really believe that? And she's like, yeah. But then it becomes very clear she does not believe that <laughs> at all. Because she's not happy with her oboe-playing boyfriend right. or fiancé, whatever the hell he is. And, yeah, and then the movie then takes that whole thing where they have this perspective where it's yeah. like what they're doing is is ridiculous. Right. But then the movie's like, no, they were right. They should have be- – you should believe in fate. Oh like, God. And even if you have, like, a more layered interpretation of yeah. this as an adult, yeah. as a kid you're like, I should believe in destiny and, and you know, being destined to well, well, yeah, because that's, like, the ultimate and- romance, right? Like, it's that ultimate, like, it's not just, oh, he's my boyfriend, or, like, oh, we're dating. It's, like, no, this is the person yeah. that I'm meant to be with my whole life, and we just found each other because right. destiny. Yeah, so, so after they both kind of give up on it, but then... He finds that book. destiny. Yeah. And then she finds that $5 bill like on the same day or whatever. And then they, they, Fake. End, up, <laughs> they end up like they don't think they're going to find each other. I think they like kind of give up on it. But then and they both break up with their respective fiancés. And it's just like you paid for those weddings already. I'm so <laughs> it stresses me out so but, like bad. they were also really rich shopping at Bloomingdale's Dude, in their early t- or in their 20s. The, okay. So like, clearly money is not an issue. <laughs> kind of off topic but the money that is thrown around in this movie (laughs) like because he goes back to Bloomingdale's to try to find her based on her account that was on the receipt from the glove and he spends like like eight hundred dollars to like bribe the guy to To get look at the yeah to get the account and then he spends more money that you can do I mean in this movie (laughs) but like because they they actually do this multiple times where they just convince People. John Cusack and John Cusack and Jeremy Piven, who's in this movie. Jeremy Piven is in this movie. Yeah, you're kidding. Oh As my his God. friend, and obviously, who starts out kind of reluctant, but then is really supportive of him. It's like, man, you're living the dream. You're like going out there, whatever. Um, they the convince dream, this like men. <laughs> men have been thinking about these things their whole lives. And they finally get destiny. I anyway. know. Um, yeah, so so they convinced this, like, 22-year-old kid to, like, give them the name of someone who used to live in an apartment building where he works. And it's like, that's, oh yeah, that's, I'm pretty sure God. it's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I do. <laughs> the best friends in this movie are Jeremy Piven and Molly Shannon, who are just like, I want to see movies about them. Them, and yeah. And then they're like, they're, it's about them and their lives and them being, like, life's chaos. And then, like, <laughs> they have a friend who's, who's going like through, who's like, yeah, and has all this crazy destiny stuff yeah going but on. all the destiny stuff is like not <laughs> it's the on the side at all. yeah like it's you like, only see it real. when she has to when he has to like meet him at bloomingdale's right. like that's the only time you actually see john cusack yeah and he's like oh i'm gonna help you bribe this kid and then he like disappears and he's yeah. just like back to my chaotic life uh-huh yeah let's write that, that movie I, too. I know that sounds better call jeremy piven i okay. have his phone number <laughs> i don't think he'd do it i don't think he'd do it why this not this is pre-entourage <laughs> um 
But yeah, but the whole thing is he's trying to find a woman named Sarah. And he's like, I keep hearing the name Sarah everywhere. It's like, yeah, because it's the fucking most common name in 2001. <laughs> like, what do you think? Oh my God, is that fact? Yeah. And then, no, I don't know. Okay, damn it. I and thought he, you like <laughs> looked it up. And to be fair, 2001, Sarah everywhere. Anyway. He, he finds the book with her name in right. it. Right. Her name is Sarah Thomas. And he's like, this is it. This is the book. That could have been anyone's fucking book. Sarah Thomas is a, is a crazy common name. Yeah. Um. But it was in Love in the Time of Cholera. So yeah, I guess so. It's her. <laughs> but, but they find each other. They're reunited at the end. They right. j- by by happenstance, she leaves her jacket at this the ice skating rink or whatever. Is there, is there that whole the scene time. with like an elevator? Yeah, that's in the beginning, like oh, before the they beginning. leave the first time. Oh, where they're okay. like, oh, if we press the same floor, then we're right. meant to be together now. And they do press the same floor, but then... But then the his gets trip, like, yeah. it's disrupted yeah. by this. It's like a dad and his kid. And the kid, okay, Presses it's basically what happens is like they're, he's thrown off course by the devil. Um, and the <laughs> devil here represented by a child <laughs> dressed like the devil. No way. He's dressed like the devil? Yes. Oh, it's, my God. I love keep this. Keep in mind it's Christmas time. But this kid is dressed like the devil for some reason and gets in the elevator with he him and presses all like Jesus, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so so at the end they're they're together and it's like, oh yeah, they should they held out their, you know, true love, it's meant to be, whatever. One and I there's so many things that fuck me up about this. One being a kid and being like, oh, that's it has to be that. I need those powerful romantic moments. Because it what it does is it takes away from the idea that there can be like real magic in like small moments. moments. Yeah. Yeah, or just like yeah, just small things. Yeah, that like like I think about you know the time like the day that I like really started to go for it with my current boyfriend Mm -hmm. was just like I walked into his apartment. We were friends. We were like working on a project together. I walked in his apartment and I just saw him like standing at his key like play his piano with just like his hair up and he was like working on something it was just like you know you get it was just like a glittery yeah. feeling and that's nothing nothing was happening yeah. there was no fate there was no destiny involved yeah. but if you're looking for that for like the you're grand gonna, romantic gestures you're gonna miss just like the warm feelings that wash all over you in yeah. these small moments that are real and so much better yeah so much better than this the is fantasy so profound. <laughs> like wow this has taken a turn yeah we have oh a good podcast so, yeah. like, <laughs> episode one it's great um <laughs> it's so profound literally we should write a book remember that book we were talking about earlier we're writing it. hell yeah you're writing it. okay you'll write the foreword <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> but yeah so there I do now when I was a kid yeah I didn't I thought okay there's one true love right right and and now I'm like no there are many people you could be happy with and the point is that you choose someone (laughs) and then me and then like you know appreciate them and be grateful for it but what do I know I'm divorced and uh you know it's like I'm not saying I'm an expert on love it's okay when you get engaged to your current boyfriend (laughs) this is what's gonna happen you're gonna keep thinking about that guy you met at a coffee shop eight years ago I don't even remember his name I cannot remember a single man from my past like I cannot I all I remember is the pain that they've caused me. <laughs> I cannot remember a single good thing. Not a name, not a face. All the faces blur together. They're the same. Oh person. my god. I do have one story though. Yes, I want to hear it. Okay, so this whole serendipity thing. It's yes. about like, you know, these coincidental things that happen. Mm-hmm. My first serious boyfriend. Okay. I did kind of meet in this way. I went to a local 
concert. Okay. And he was in a band. He was playing the bass guitar. I was right. I was like 15, I guess. Right. And I saw him playing the bass guitar in his band. And I was just like, oh wow, he's really great. And I think I like I like talked to him or something. Right. And I was like, oh, it's so cool. Cut to like a month or whatever. I think this must have been over the summer and then the school year started. Right. I was on the academic team. Ooh. Where, Mathy. yeah, well it, well, it was, it was math and all other subjects, oh. Sam. <laughs> oh, it was like a academic, what is it called? Academic triathlon or something Yeah, but like it was that? kind of just like a team, like content, like competition. We would meet up every week and just, and Quiz have, each other on things and like. But, but we would compete against other schools. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, but it was like, I don't know. It wasn't like super big, but there was like a, it, it went, it wasn't, what I'm trying to say is it wasn't a one day thing. Right. It happened over multiple weeks. Gotcha. Um. And I went to an academic team meeting and we were playing like, um, we were going against one of these other schools. Right. I think there were like a few schools there at the same time. One of the other schools there, there was a guy from that school on the team. It was the fucking bass player from that oh band. Oh my God, Shook. I love this. So me being the, this was before I was broken. Um, <laughs> I'm so only- <laughs> wide eyed, bushy tail. Young. Yeah. I went sat next to him, chatted him up, was like, oh my God, it's you. I was so charming. I can't even begin to describe how charming You were I like was. movie level improvise with a guy about gloves. Yes. Charming. And he, yeah, he was also very clever. So yes. we, we were just joking around. We were riffing. It was yeah. great. Um, so I was like, okay, I am in love with him now. <laughs> I think we started talking on like Instant Messenger or something, but he, he, was, he was super religious and I was not at all and he did uh, not date so it's just like don't let it go right no yeah I did not let it go Shelby let it go <laughs> fast forward to Christmas time I was in the marching band and in the marching band we did this thing where we do like gift wrap outside the Walmart okay um for like by donation oh, so like okay. we get donations um and wrap people's gifts and right we Go you give know, them to people. Fun, well, we'd fund it, our marching band. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. Because gotcha. I went, I went to a football school, so yes. the football team got the money. The marching band did not, obviously. <laughs> um, but one day, this lady came up to me, or came up to us, and was like, "Oh, can you wrap my gifts?" And we're like, "Yeah." And she's like, she went on and on about her daughter and how great her daughter was, okay. and she was like. I she was on the homecoming court. She was mm-hmm. uh, in homecomings, right? Um, whatever. Um, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And she's like, do you want to see a picture of my beautiful daughter from homecoming court? Oh and and it's just like so random. Like, why is this lady showing us this? She pulls out the picture. <gasps> it's a picture of her daughter in homecoming court with her escort, one of the guys from homecoming court, right? Who was the fucking guy from academic? Oh team my and god! And the, the bass player. It was the bass player. That's his name. His name is Bass Player. Yeah, we don't need to give his real name. Yeah, who cares? Um, that w- it was him, and I was just like mind blown. Every this is serendipity. Everything is meant to be, even though that we don't have similar life goals in any you way. You literally <laughs> went home and watched serendipity again after seeing this picture. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, nope, it's happening. This is my life. <laughs> but like when when you're when you're younger, and you're, well, of like, course, you think that that means so much, and it's like it's just a coincidence. That's <laughs> honestly, can I be like really weird right now? Yeah. I'm 
an age that's not a teenager anymore and I'm still like this is fate I know honestly I still haven't unprogrammed my brain for if that it, if it happened to me again I would probably be like this is fate yeah, oh my gosh sure. yes it's 100% fate <laughs> but it's not is the thing no <laughs> like, it's definitely not but like our brains are programmed to see patterns and everything and to assign meaning to those patterns yes and the truth is that sometimes there is no meaning to it and it was just yeah it's really weird that that happened <laughs> Kept happening but it doesn't mean anything but like how big was this town that you live where 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 did you he lived in a different there was a closer walmart to her to like he went to a school that was far enough away because he went to a different school than right right obviously and it it was far enough away that she probably should have been at a different walmart and there was no reason for her to pull out out of town (laughs) and then this was the one on her way home shelby god you don't need to know her life i know but yeah me no i'm sure no it's just i'm just saying it is weird it's It's not something that should have happened yeah a hundred percent it was definitely out of the ordinary but but and then you know that guy i had to convince him to date me because he didn't date and I was, I'm telling you, I was so charming. I did. I believe it you. You're like so charming. Years, but always. I did convince him to date me. <laughs> I love it. I, you were like, no, he will. Da-. You were like me back in where I'm like, no, I will win his love. He will yeah. be mine. It, I did. Except exactly it works for you. And it never works it for me. It did. But. And then I, I, we dated for like a couple months and I broke up with him because I am never satisfied. Like, I'm done. <laughs> I won my game. I did the thing I wanted and now I'm over it. Look, we've got a lot more problems of ours to get into and we will yes we will um this is the first one I think it went pretty well I think so too (laughs) um yeah I'm really excited for the idea that we're gonna keep talking about how fucked up we are I know and um (laughs) and the movies that helped make us and the movies that forced it on us really um and I hope people liked listening to us just talk about our movies (laughs) and how weird our lives are honestly yeah I I, there's a lot it's like a rich uh what's the word I'm thinking of topic yeah there's it's fountain it's a a, yeah there's a lot endless rich fountain of money (laughs) (laughs) like the people in serendipity yeah all right well I this has been great uh I love everybody (laughs) I love everyone too yay